Hey, how's it going? It's Robin Smith, and it's time for The Robin Smith Show for Monday, August 28th, 2003. That's right. It's Monday and not Sunday. I meant to get this episode up last night, but I am one day late, and that is because I was at the one and only 47th annual Maryland Renaissance Festival, which opened this weekend. Um, Hold for the music. Ah, there we go. Actually, wait, hold on, cut it. New listeners, you might want to just kind of skip through this part if you're not into it. Um, I promise you I won't be long. Okay, all right. In the village, Sir Richard Mondes, mayor of Revel Grove, and his wife, the Baroness Marnie, are much annoyed that the mayor's mother and brother, Audrey and Monty Mondes, seem to have extended their visit from a fortnight to permanently moving into their manor house. Monty has recently married the lovely but penniless Bessie Bottom Bottomley and is pressing his brother for a prestigious job, which requires no work. But the mayor has little time at the moment to worry about his brother, for it is his responsibility to make sure the king, court, and all of the gracious guests have a fabulous day of feasting and merriment. Of course, the royal intrigue is just one aspect of the Maryland Renaissance Festival, set in the village of Revel Grove, where visitors can find all manner of amusement, feasting, and shops galore. No, they are not a sponsor. I just love the goddamn Maryland Renaissance Festival. More than 200 performers fill 10 stages and taverns, as well as the streets of the village with continuous entertainment. A 3,000-seat jousting arena... Uh, hosts authentic combat joust thrice daily as well as other large exhibitions. Let me tell you something. On opening weekend, it's fucking hot there. And the jousting area, there's not really much shade. So if you're into jousting, I recommend going kind of late September, early October. Uh, But there are more than 140 merchants that fill shops with predominantly handcrafted wares by the artisan uh, in the shop as well as various demonstrating shops creating treasures before your eyes. I should say, actually, um, one of my favorite shopkeepers is the one and only Barbara. I wish I had her last name. She is the Fairy Winks, owner of Fairy Winks. And so she shows up at Maryland's Renaissance Festival opening day, opening weekend, because that's, you know, children get in free. And our family's been going there getting fairy wings and star wands for, I can say, now years. We had a break during the pandemic when they didn't open up. It was very depressing. And uh, the year that we reopened post-pandemic, there were plague doctors. There's another episode. You can go listen to that one. Uh, yeah, so, okay, so what do I want to say about the RenFest? It's amazing. It's amazing if you have little kids. It's amazing on your own. You don't have to dress up. I did dress up one year before I became a father. Um, it wasn't really, you know... It was like kind of a token throwaway thing. It was like, all right, let me do this, do, do this once. I had a tri-corner hat and I had like my mom's stockings or something. Um, it's great. In fact, the first time I went to the RenFest was with, I was thinking about this, I guess just, I was going to say the other day, but just yesterday, uh, my first year there, my girlfriend when I was in high school took me at the time and like, I remember like we went and got our hands dunked in the wax, like you can have like wax hands. And I'd never, I mean, I, I grew up in this area and I had never heard about the RenFest. And so that was my first time as a high schooler. And now as a dad, I'm like, holy shit, my daughters are going to be in high school in like less than 10 years. <laughs> and I'm going to be the dad going to the RenFest 
with my, one of my daughter's boyfriends or girlfriends, whatever. Right. Like it's just the, the fuck that the thing that the fact that that uh, hit me, that factoid of like, holy shit, the um, circle of life and Simba and Mufasa and all that other stuff. Anyway. Okay. All right. Enough about Ren Fest. All right. Sorry if that was hard to get through if you're a new listener. Uh, I want to ramble about, well, a lot of stuff. Um, there's no guest today. I should say, I actually, yes, I should say that um, last week I had on Eric W. Brown, and I I made an oops. I thought I in my editing, I thought that I had cut off the end of the show that I thought I was supposed to cut off. So some listeners, return listeners, some of you, those early downloaders, uh, you got, you got a sneak peek, you got a sneak peek at what behind the scenes is like. Um, but that was not on purpose. Um, there are behind the scenes, uh, footage from my episode with Eric and you can get access to that by becoming a Patreon supporter. Uh, seems like a good as time as any to plug it. So if you're a fan of the show and you'd like to support it to reach more listeners, you can share it with friends, family, and colleagues, and you can also subscribe, follow, or rate the show on your favorite podcast app and reviews are welcome. And if you want to go further, become a monthly supporter on Patreon. You'll help me keep the lights on. And there are multiple tiers with different membership benefits. So like I said, there's a behind the scenes stuff. And I, I should also say that the show's on YouTube now. We have been going strong since October 2020. So we are coming up on the third year anniversary of the show. And uh, yeah, it's been audio only. Um, but only recently, we are now converting to a video. My marketing team yelled at me. Um, not my, I don't have a marketing team for the podcast, but the group practice. So, so new listeners, I'm a group practice owner. I'm a psychotherapist and all around weirdo. Um, speaking, uh, and, and have undiagnosed ADHD. This is my system has a bunch of impulsive parts. Okay. So speaking of being a therapist and the fact that we are coming up on September, I should also shout out my colleague, Sarah Boone's got a hiking group. There are only two spots left. Um, so this is for local listeners. Uh, transition can be so challenging. So offer yourself space to be rooted in nature as you transition to the fall season. Um, Sarah Boone is offering a mental health hiking group and there's an, it's an intentional space, uh, to be supported by nature. She's a certified nature therapist. Uh, and, um, one of our greatest resources for becoming grounded is just being in the woods. Um, so there's moderate hiking. It's going to be coupled with meaningful connection to oneself and others. Each hike will provide a respite from the feeling of always being switched on, helping to decrease symptoms related to anxiety and depression. The group size is limited to 10 people, so there's already eight people signed up, only two spots left, and uh, it starts Sunday, September 10th. So this is from 9 to 10.30 in the morning. It's just for 90 minutes. Runs four weeks, goes to October 1st. Participants are asked to commit to at least three weeks if possible. This is on the uh, D.C. side of Rock Creek Park, uh, and details can be found in the show notes. So there's also that. All right. Um, you know what? Let's break this bad boy up. I want to share a track from uh, a wonderful band called Momentary Profits. They are no longer active, but uh, the very small, my former band, uh, we met them in around the same time that we were active, and they've got a lot of great music, very meaningful to me. So uh, occasionally when I have solo episodes where I do not have a guest, um, yeah, I share some music. So this, let's see, what, what track is this? This is Running. Um, from their album Mandala. Running. 
Okay, so we are on the other side of running. Uh, yeah, I, I guess we should talk. I want to talk about the Republican debates, okay? Um, this, uh, well, should I? Should we talk about the fish tank first? All right, let's talk about the fish tank first. Okay, so my family got a fish tank. Um, we've got six fish and one cherry shrimp. And <laughs> and apparently they're all boys, so they're fighting around and establishing a dominance hierarchy. Um, it's very exciting. It's the first pet that our family has gotten. We have been petless. Uh, we weren't petless when we moved in this house. We had a lovely yellow lab named Rookie. Fell in love right away. My uh, my wife's dog. Uh, when I met her, I was like, okay, well, let's stay together because your dog's awesome. I mean, I'll, I'll take you, but I fell in love with Rookie. Um, I'm kidding, obviously. So yeah, so, so this is the first, you know, pet for our daughters and I, I have bad news. I don't, I don't know where Cherry is, the shrimp, if you're playing along at home. I posted a, I posted a picture on Instagram, the show's account, and I, no one has found Cherry yet. She's in there. She's in the picture. Um, if you can find her, I don't have any giveaway or sweepstakes. I just want the satisfaction of someone copying this picture and then editing it on their phone, circling the area where the cherry shrimp is hiding. Okay. It's there. No one has, it's, this has bested my mom. This has bested my grandmother-in-law, all the people on Facebook and et cetera, et cetera, whatever. Okay. So the fish tank, that's exciting. Uh, Yeah. I'm, well, I'll tell you what I'm not excited to do. I'm not excited to clean it, okay? It's a whole learning process. It's a whole... I used to... Long-time listeners know, and certainly you know, friends and family of mine know, I, I was the proud father, adopted father uh, of... Or foster father, I guess that's the right way you say it, of an alligator snapping turtle. And I have not been in the aquarium terrarium game in a long time, it's, so it's been a while. So now to have the vacuum again, you know, where you vacuum the gravel and all that stuff. I mean, oh, it's just got to get into the new, new routine. It's magical. Don't get me wrong. Part, part of me is, okay, having a fish is magical and it's great for the girls to watch it. But you, you know who's cleaning that gravel. You know who it is. It's not the girls. It's not the wife. The guy who takes out the garbage. Okay. Um, let's move right along here. Republican debates. So... Uh, you did any did any of you watch the debates? I, I was at the IFS level one um uh module, training module for becoming an internal family systems therapist in New York City. It was really great. Uh this was a hybrid training for psychotherapists. The first week was virtual, so it was really cool to finally like see everyone in 3D. Um so for that trip, you know, this was last week and my household doesn't have cable. Uh, so I was like, you know, uh, you know, on Tuesday I'll go out to a comedy club cause it's New York city. I went to Gotham, saw, uh, what's his name? Jay. God damn it. No, I forget his, no, what's the guy's name? Oh, it, he was on, he was the weekend update with Colin Jost, Jay, Jay something, Jay Farrow, Jay Farrow. Um, but on Wednesday, I was like, let me, let me you know, stay in and we'll watch the Republican debates together because we don't have cable. So I put my wife on speakerphone. I turned the hotel TV up. And if you all watch that debate, um, you know, 
this was the for the for many people it was the first time being exposed to uh, Vivek uh, Ramaswamy. I had seen him actually on the trip, the train ride up to New York City. I downloaded a Bill Maher's video podcast, Club Random, and and Vivek went on there, and so that was my first time knowing even who he was and that he was a. I had no idea that he had had enough of a following to qualify for the debate stage, let alone be like in the in the lead essentially next to. DeSantis as for the second place spot, obviously the Trump and the mugshot and being charged and all that stuff. Like that was a separate thing, whatever. Um, but the debate, I mean, that was, well, actually I should say the fact that Fox news didn't mention Trump for the first hour, it's two hours of programming. And they're like, I, the cynical part of me is like, Oh yeah, they, they know when the the audience or the viewership dies down and they're like we this is when our audience tanks and people turn off so we're going to we're not going to talk about Trump we're going to delay and then we're going to tease when we cut to commercial so that we can keep listeners engaged because you know at the end of the day in corporate America it's all about that bottom line it is all about selling advertising anyway yeah the it was ridiculous i mean the economy is an important question, but the fact that they opened it up and they're like, and we're going to cut straight to the economy and economic issues. It's like, are you, you're not going to acknowledge this like at the very top? No, you're going to delay acknowledging this because that's how you maximize profits. I mean, again, I'm open to hearing another perspective. This is just my take. Okay. This is just my take. Um, quick tangent here. Today's August 28th. Tomorrow, Sea of Stars comes out. And the only reason I know about that is because my buddy, former guest last week, Eric W. Brown, he was the lead audio designer on the game. We talked about it uh, for half the interview. Uh, and it's ama- it's so impressive, the kind of work that goes into this. So for those of you who don't know, uh, Sea of Stars is an upcoming role-playing video game by Sabotage Studio. It's the pre- it's a prequel to The Messenger, which came out in 2018. It's set to be released for Windows, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X slash S. What is X slash S? I'm such an old man, and I haven't played video games in 15-plus years. I don't know what that is, but it's coming out tomorrow, okay? So I'm so happy uh, for Eric and the whole Sabotage Studio team. Um, sea of stars is a role-playing game centered around two heroes named Valer. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. And Zale Zale. I don't know <laughs> who use the power of the sun and moon to fight against an alchemist. Uh, gameplay includes elements of puzzle solving and turn-based combat with players able to control up to six player characters. The game is inspired by role-playing games such as illusion of Gaia, breath of fire and chrono trigger. Now chrono trigger, that's from uh, NES, I believe. That's not SNES, is it? Uh, I think it's... Is it SNES? Either way, one of those gaming consoles... I remember Chrono Trigger had like one of the biggest re- uh, resale value. Uh, don't ask me why I know that. Um, anyway, okay, all right, all right. Let's let's plow ahead. Um, do, 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 do. Yes, the Republican debates. So... Yeah, I, the one thing I, I want to say about it is uh, I appreciated the back and forth between Nikki Haley and Vivek. Um, DeSantis was pretty quiet. He didn't have, you know, uh, Christy had that. The one line that I laughed with Christy was, you know, you sound like a chat GPT guy. You know, like you're just like you used chat GPT. You're a fun, bunch of um, full of all these talking points, um, but not not authentic. I mean, a lot of those guys up there are full of shit. Um, 
and Haley, I mean, Nikki Haley is authentic, but that doesn't mean she doesn't have her times. I mean, everyone up there, mostly there's an insincerity to it. And then there are people who you can tell are like really authentic. And I just think that the, uh, Doug Burr, Burgum, is that his name? South Dakota. Uh, he's authentic, but he's not going to make, he's not going to make it, you know? And, um, Asa Hutchinson, you know, he's, he's a good dude. He's, he's also just not going to make it. I think he's kind of like, you know, Bernie Sanders. It's just, it's past his time. I don't see him really, uh, but I also, I mean, Vivek is 39. Like I, I, I'm 39 people my age should not lead the goddamn country. That just seems, <laughs> that just seems, that just seems so, it just seems so foolish. I, you know, um, anyway, I'm sure there's more to ramble about, but where are we at? We're at 22 minutes. That's, that's almost the show here. Is there anything else? Fish tank debates oh i will say because um because i had an opportunity to be you know away on business which is usually not the case in a hotel room you know my um my wife's not a big horror film fan so i was like oh this is a perfect opportunity to like watch some horror movies because usually you know i'm not going to stay up late um and so on the in the context of the training uh, with internal family systems. So if you're, if you're just tuning in, this is your first time listening to the show. Internal family systems is a version of, or it's a mode of psychotherapy that sees the mind as multiple and your, your emotions are conceptualized as parts. And those parts are either blended with you or not blended. So in a mindfulness sense, you're identified with an emotion. You're identified with the part and another way of saying that is the part is a spirit or like a god, like the Roman gods, and it's possessing you. And uh, for longtime listeners, you've heard me real ramble on and on about this. I mean, this is this is the way I look at it. Um, Bob Falconer was a guest who really changed my entire view on the mind post multiplicity and post IFS, but because the conference was on this, I was like, well, in my view, this is spell spirit possession work. So let's watch a horror movie about spirit possession. So I watched, what's it called? Insidious two, uh, the insidious franchise. I'm just, just opening that up. And it's, it's fantastic. I mean, there's a reason why they made a sequel and a third one. And apparently there's like the last key. There's another one. I don't know. Um, I think I've, I've seen three of them now. The first one's the still the best in my opinion. Uh, for, for any listeners who are like, I know I'm familiar with that franchise. In my opinion, the first one is the best, but it is cool how the second one kind of like, I'm not spoiling anything here. Well, am I? I don't know if I am spoiler alert. Um, the second one kind of contextualizes what happens in the first one where you think it's a, but it turns out being B, you know, so it's not the, um, it's not, a, I don't, I don't think it's a plot twist really, but it's just a cool way of being like, Oh, that's what that was from movie one, you know? So that was kind of cool, but all right, enough with the like incredibly vague description for listeners who are like, I have no idea what this guy's talking about. Um, that's the show. That's the podcast. Uh, before we go, I do want to hear from you all. If you all have a suggestion for a guest or a topic to cover, if you have a question, you can write into the show at robinsmithshow at gmail.com or leave a voicemail or text the show's hotline, 301-458-0883. 
And also, I should just stop and thank you. I don't think I do that enough, honestly. I, I don't, I, 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 what episode are we on? What is, hold on. I submit to you that after doing this show for almost three years, what episode are we on here? Number 128? In 128 episodes, I don't think I've ever thanked you for listening. Have I? Maybe I have, and I'm just being too hard on myself. This is the self-critical part. But thank you. Thank you for listening. Um, there's many choices on <laughs> in podcast land, and the fact that you were listening to this to me is amazing. So thank you. Uh, thanks for the continued support, and uh, I will see you all next week. The Robin Smith Show is produced by me, Robin Smith, executive produced by Robin and Kelly Glenn Smith at Team Robley. Theme song by The Very Small. The show is engineered by one of my alters, Games Nabisco. Listeners can get in touch by calling or texting the hotline at 301-458-0883. Messages can be sent to robinsmithshow at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow the show on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Disclaimer, this podcast is for general information purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine, psychotherapy, or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice. Note, no therapist-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information is at the listener's own risk. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnoses, or treatment. Listeners should not disregard or delay in obtaining medical advice for any medical condition they have and should seek the assistance of their healthcare professionals for any such conditions. (laughs) 